Hi, I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. On today's show, I'm in conversation with Kim Snyder. We're going to talk about her new film, Us Kids, and it is out now. She's the director of the Peabody award-winning documentary, Newtown, and this is an outstanding film. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, how did this uh, project, you know, land in your lap? What, why did, was it important for you to make this? Well, as you, as you mentioned, I had made a film, Newtown, in 2016 about that horrific um, shooting we all remember in Sandy Hook Elementary School. And um, I honestly, that was, that was a three-year-in-the-making film. And um, I, I thought I was sort of done with, you know, that issue, at least not in personal life. I became really very uh, you know, that was the beginning of really becoming an activist around this issue. I didn't know anything more than the next person. And then to get so personally involved in a community that's gone through this changes you. Um, but I did come out of that really thinking a lot about not just the, the horrific journey of, of those who lost loved ones, but the kids who escaped from those classrooms. Yes. I thought about the hundreds of thousands of kids around the country who are traumatized by gun violence. And what, what were we asking that question as a nation, yeah. you know, and, and obviously not just in mass shooting in communities like Newtown and Parkland, but in, um, in Chicago and just communities that we hear about every day. So right. that was in the back of my head, but I happened to be uh, exploring another project in Florida in 2018 in February on that, that day that um, the Parkland shoot, shooting happened. And I was there with my crew on the steps of the Capitol in Tallahassee. And all the, these busloads of kids came up to demand change of, of that state government. And so I thought, uh, right. I need to do this. It felt like a really different moment looking out at a sea of all of these young faces that were just traumatized and angry. Mm -hmm. uh, and it felt very different, it felt very different than what yeah. I had done with Newtown. I mean, here we are in a mental health pandemic, right? And that's one factor contributing, gun violence, PTSD. And, uh, you know, we really have to wake up and do something about this. I totally agree. I mean, it's, you know, I talk to my friends in these communities now. It's like the, the we've been trying to utilize these films um, as a way to really emphasize this as a public health crisis, an epidemic um, with over 40,000. It's the number one killer of kids in this country, for God's sake. Yeah. It's crazy. It's surpassed uh, automobile accidents. And so, um, you know, it's been a, in my mind, a chronic public health crisis. And then we hit COVID, which of course was an acute, now becoming chronic, but it was an acute, unprecedented thing. So it's like a public health crisis within a public health crisis. It's still, you know, to think that 40,000 plus pales in comparison to the nearly the 600,000, you know, it's just, right. I just keep thinking that life in America, especially for kids, it's just become cheap, you know, like we're, we're not able to take in this and, 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 and with, with the gun issue, uh, I am a person that believes that um, some of this is preventable. 
Yes. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah. I feel like too, we don't know what it's like to be a good human. I'm not saying you and I, but I'm thinking, you know, that we're missing an empathy chip, chip a compassion, you know, understanding, uh, you know, the different issues that, that students are facing. And it's a very individualistic society where you sometimes you look at other countries and we value our elders, we value certain things, but we're very caught up in things that are shaping our generation in the wrong way, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you reframe that, um, okay, keep going with that because I was, I was thinking- Well, you-, you know, I, like for instance, I, it's amazing, you know, I look at this generation that you portray in the film and they are unbelievable, but they're also up against this bullying and these people that are just, I can't even understand their thinking. And I loved, I can't remember his name, the student that stood up to the politician and, and you know, asked him about donations. Cam Kasky. I was like, right on, you know, man, more people should be that outspoken. Yeah, I think so. I think there's that edge between when, you know, you think, okay, kids are being sassy. And when it's like, well, yeah, they're like fighting for their lives now. Yes. And they have a right to be angry and they have a right to be demanding that the adult population do more about the fact that this is killing so many youth. Mm -hmm. They're losing their ability to savor a childhood. They're losing their milestones. They're especially the pandemic, but with gun violence, my goodness, the stuff that they've had to focus on. Absolutely. And and there's a young man, Alex King in our film from Chicago uh, who lost his nephew and he spoke at the, at the March and then has traveled with us in the summer. And he was being quite literal. It broke my heart when he said, you know, I've been to more funerals than, than um, graduations. Mm. And he was 17 when he said that. Wow. So give us a sense without giving too much away uh, of the film, the flow of the film for people that are going to go see it. Sure. I mean, I see it as a coming of age story of Gen Z. Not, it's certainly not a story about Parkland or the Parkland shooting. That event inspired a number of students to essentially avenge the deaths of their friends. As Cam, the same guy says, uh, you know, you can, you can call me a puppet for wanting to, uh, to, to, to do something when my friend died, but I have to make sure he, he didn't die in vain. And that, that is very authentic with this group of kids. And, and, and so they, they set out and pull off the largest youth protests that many of us remember in, in history since the Vietnam era in, in a short 47 days following the murder of their classmates. And, but the interesting thing is they go on the road across the entire country and they pick up young activist uh, colleagues in places like Chicago and Bria Smith in Milwaukee. And so it's really also a, uh, a depiction, a historic document of the making of a movement that spread to Greta in you know, Europe um, yeah. around climate saying she was inspired by the success and the power that these young people started. I think a lot of it is through the power of social media and how they know how to navigate that. But under 
underpinning all of this is a story built on trauma. So we also meet incredible young woman named Sam Fuentes who was shot in her Holocaust studies class four times with an AR-15. And she mm. survived, but not before witnessing one of her close friends next to her murdered. So it's a lot about getting underneath what PTSD looks like in, you know, and the sacrifices, as you said, some of these kids made in going to become active and vocal around this. So I find it, I find it to be um, really a hopeful, inspiring story. Yes. Um, I felt, you know, and I hope that's conveyed because that's what I experienced on the road was every time I'd become demoralized, I just was just full of hope in watching them. Yeah. So, and there's also a lot of fun, fun moments of them um, more than anything, just like you remember, they're just kids. That's why we call right. it us kids. Yes. Um, they're just kids. And then, you know, what I hope is that a lot of young people, a lot of young people seem to like it um, because really we kept the faces of primarily youth in the film. There's not many adults who speak. Yeah, I like that. And, um, but at the same time, a lot of adults relate to it. And the ones that do, I think, hopefully are getting what I channeled, which was I became just really in touch with that uh, re remembrance of that, that um, age and that part of me and that part of you that um, wants to not be complacent, that wants right. to make the world better. And um, so I hope adults sort of take that uh, feeling of they can do this. We certainly can and must. I think they're absolute role models. You know, there's, you, you can't walk through life being apathetic. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful film and it's, and you also put us in their shoes of how much they had to deal with, with their bravery and courage, you know, in, in speaking out. Exactly. Cause as you said, they, they were attacked along the way they had security, mm -hmm. you know, and they were brave. They would, I mean, one of the things that's really interesting, I think that we show in the film is as they go across the country, the other teaching point is that they show the adult world that um, civil dialogue's possible. It's still possible. They mm -hmm. talk to these guys wielding AR-15 guns who don't uh, have- They the don't same, get it. Well, they but they don't have the same viewpoint, but they stand yeah. there and they say, look, we're not trying to take your guns away. And this yeah. is, you know, this is what we know and this is how we feel. And there's an actual, you can see an actual listening. Yes. Uh, happening. So they yeah. are able to engage in civic dialogue in the way that I think has just completely fallen apart in this country. Mm -hmm. in, in such a way that the maturity in the way they express themselves and they're, they're passionate that I hope it's contagious for those who watch this. So do I. Thanks. You know, what else would you like people to know about the film? Uh, we're doing a lot with the film since it's released. Um, you know, I hope people can follow us. We have a website, Us Kids Film, but mainly the film, and I say this humbly, I think the film is a call to action. So we want people to tell people to watch it. Um, COVID was a, a, a very challenging year for us filmmakers to, and so many other people to release art, yes. um, to release things. So we, you know, we need, uh, we need for people to tell people and um, 
you know, we think it's part of history um, with this, uh, what we were able to chronicle. Um, so uh, we want kids to tell kids and we're, we want to have a, um, a tour with it. We're planning a tour with it for uh, high school and college students. Oh, good. To really utilize it. Um, you know, one of the most poignant thing for me, we didn't, we weren't able to get, of course, all of those hours of so much uh, when we were on the road. But there, it was like the young ones, like there's a little, uh, a, a young blonde boy. In the I saw, country. oh, I, I meant to bring that up, Kim. Go ahead. It was, yeah, his name is Langston Saint. He's from Des Moines. And you see him show up and join the kids. And it's the 10 year olds and the middle schoolers that you're like, of course, when I was that age, I adored the juniors and seniors. Everyone mm -hmm. did. Yes. And so the role modeling is very exciting because I didn't understand how much this film would skew younger. And in fact, there were a lot of parents who said, I don't know if I bring my 12 year old, is it going to re-traumatize them? So I guess one thing I want people to know is there isn't much in it about the shooting itself, yes. only as rendered through Sam, uh, where it, for her character, it's necessary to understand that she, you know, the shoes she's had to walk in since that time. But I think um, kids like Langston, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning from them that, and I, I certainly am not a trained psychologist, every kid's different, so I wouldn't want to, but because they have to go through these shooter drills and because it's in their heads all the time, a mm -hmm. lot, I think that they feel like angry when the adult world tries to say, well, we don't, we don't want to talk about that or we don't, right. they want to talk about they it. They want to talk about it. They want to yeah. talk about it. Cause they're like, you know, we're the ones in the classroom who have to go through, like, we're not stupid. We know why we're going through these drills. It's because a guy may come in with a gun and shoot us. So they're scared. And I don't, I think the film gives them a feeling of voice and power so my experience has been that it's skewed younger. It, it doesn't re-traumatize them. It makes them feel uh, less anxious, actually. I think it's a vehicle for them to open up and share how, what they felt, how they processed what they felt and how to move forward in a positive direction. And they can see these students as role models, as you said. And it's a story of resilience, of, of going through, I mean, look at Sam going through what you go through, but getting up on that stage and talking about the, the best friend you lost and how you're moving forward. And it's also a lesson for adults that I don't think we always take the time to listen to the younger generations. And they have a lot to say, they can teach us. I totally agree. I feel, um, I, I feel that a lot of the adult world is condescending toward young people. Um, and it's true when I was that age, you know, you remember you, you thought you knew it all and you don't yet. Right. But I, I entered this film, I don't have kids of my own and, and maybe that was like less in some ways, some kind of, I don't know, less baggage. Like I didn't, I wasn't around a lot of kids that age. So I came into it with this very neutral feeling of like, okay, they've been on earth, this planet longer, uh, less time than I chronologically, yeah. but I have stuff that I'm learning from them all the time. Yes. And ho and then they were able to open up 
and feel not like a generation gap and feel like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yeah, we can share. Cause they, you know, at that age, you're like, your, your barometer of BS is very good. Yes. Yes. You know? <laughs> and you kind of know in a minute if someone's being phony with you. Sure. And you're not afraid to speak up to an adult, but they did in a calm, respectful way. I agree. And so my own rapport of getting, you know, I am proud of that. The, the trust I built with them to get what we got on screen came from a lot of off camera, um, patient, long conversations and where they could genuinely feel that I wasn't trying to, you know, get them to cry or get something from them. Or it was really, let's, this is important. We both think it's important and let's try to, um, let's try to do something here. So anyhow, I, I just think that um, it's, it is something I want people to take away from the film is this idea of, you know, one of our, uh, we're lucky enough to have had a, re, a, a recent um, new member of our, our posse and exe- our executive producer, Cher, the, the Cher, who mm-hmm. fell in love with our movie. And, you know, we did this Zoom with her and Sam asked her, um, what do you think the hope is or something? And she thought about it and she said, you're the hope. She said, you know, but our generations would make a perfect match because we're both pissed. Now, of course, she came of age in the 60s. Yeah. But I, I thought of that. And I think that given that I'm not their age and I made the film, directed the film, there is something about intergenerational dialogue right now that I think is um, essential to get stuff done. Uh, as as uh, someone says in the film, you know, they're going to, they have a lot longer and they're going to be around a lot longer than a lot of these guys are. Um, yeah. so, so we want them to run for office. We want them to have the seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I want to support that. So I think that the, it's, it's really important that there's a new kind of intergenerational dialogue for those of us who are like-minded, like, as, as you are and saying, you know, we need to, um, you know, they're inspiring. We need to support them. Um, so I think that's something I, I think about a lot is bridging because there, you know, we talk about diversity as we should. And the film, I think does a good job of showing inclusion in the movement sure. in black and brown communities and those friends that join them. But I think we overlook ageism a lot and the idea that that's part of diversity too. Absolutely. And I'll share something with you. I, I'm right in the middle of a fellowship with the Age Boom Academy with Columbia University. And I am writing about, actually, when I'm done with this, I'm working on these articles about intergenerational strategies in the pandemic to bring together younger generations who are isolated and lonely and having mental health struggles with older adults. We're going through the same thing. And when you match those two, there are there are studies, there's great research by NYU and Generations United and all these other things um, that I'm gonna be sharing, but it's so powerful, just what you said. Well, I can't wait to read those because anecdotally in the pandemic, I found that is with my young friends, like I, Sam moved to New York, we're close mm-hmm. since the film. And we have these, con- we take walks and have these conversations where I'm like, I think, you know, we're experiencing some of the exact same emotions here. Um, yes. They manifest maybe in different ways or we have right. but really different ages, 
but a lot of those feelings of, um, of, of uncertainty and loneliness um, were shared and we felt a kinship and the age thing broke down. Right. And I thought that was so interesting. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested to, and I think, it, and, and as you said, you, you can apply that into any number of places, including the activism around this gun violence problem. Definitely. And look how your life is changed for the better as a result of that relationship with her. Absolutely. It's a, it's a gift. I mean, I have all kinds of other feelings about in this culture, in particular, in our society, how we just segregate the elderly way too much. And it's not healthy for, for anybody. You not know, at all. Young people have so much to, you know, they should, you know, older people should be revered, not all of them, but <laughs> the ones who earn it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and young people should be, we should be around young people to keep us um, uh, alive and growing and curious and learning. Otherwise, yeah. you, you know, I always quote Bob Dylan um, that in this song, I always wanted to use this song in the film. There's a song, uh, Ma, I'm Only Bleeding. And in that song, he says, uh, um, you know, uh, he, he, he who is... Uh, busy um you're either busy being born or you're busy dying you know it's a choice yes i didn't say i didn't quote him exactly but that's you know and i think being around that intergenerational thing is what uh keeps us being busy being born yeah it's amazing so where can people find out more about you and the film uskidsfilm.com uh it's released in this country through greenwich entertainment it's available on iTunes and Amazon Prime and all the digital spaces. It's also theatrically out there in 60 plus theaters still. You know, COVID times, it's all changing. It's been a lot virtual, but there are now uh, some theaters, uh, you know, where, oh, we're having, for anyone, I don't know, uh, we're having an amazing event that's live in person for the Sam and I are going out to Boulder. I'll just oh, mention. Oh, when? Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. And it's, it's an interesting screening because, well, horribly, they recently had, if you remember the I remember. Uh, supermarket, yeah. which, you know, they're every day, but that one was a, a horrible one in the last months. And um, we are together with the town of Boulder and the mayor there doing a listen in town hall with the screening of the film led by youth, including the mayor, the congressman, the governor may come. And the idea is to really look at some of the um, the movement toward focusing on local rather than just federal Good. Uh, gun reform. So Colorado, just, just in the wake of this, is doing some very good, interesting things in my mind around gun reform. And then, you know, we're seeing stuff that I'm just really appalled at, like in California two days ago, this federal judge who likened an AR-15 to a Swiss army knife in his oh, ruling. Yeah. So, you know, I've just become, I don't feel shy about saying this is, ju- I just know I've become too close to too many people who've been gunned down with weapons that just don't belong we should be able to keep those weapons out of the wrong hands and there are we've done it with drunk driving and secondhand smoke we have tackled issues that threaten the lives of our youth and everybody else and 
we just can't seem to do that with the gun issue. Right. Right. And we have to, we have to. Yes. Because just kids are dying every day. Do you think we are prioritizing mental health enough in this country? No. I think one of the problems is, is in the, in the gun space, unfortunately with, with the polarized bipartisan world we're living in, whatever your, um, your, your affiliation is, doesn't matter to me. And the kids will say this, it's not a blue or red thing. It is a public health crisis and there are many components to it. And unfortunately it became kind of, oh, well, if you're focusing on mental health, it means you're not, you know, you think that the gun laws don't matter. It all matters, it all matters but yeah. you can't ignore the mental health. That's not just a Republican thing. No. Um, the mental health is essential. And I think the kids recognize that we have to look at the trauma that this is causing. And we have to look at the root causes of why these guns, you know, why the gun is landing in those hands in the first place. Yes. And, some, and, and, and we have to look at all the other issues we've been faced with this year. We have to look at racial inequity. We have to look at those things to, yeah. with the gun issue. We have to look at it all. So yeah. no, I don't think that we're looking nearly enough at, you know, issues of isolation and disenfranchisement and, 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 you know, two thirds of gun deaths are suicides. Yeah. So, and the, the majority, you know, the, when people, try it when people go to take their life with a gun that's part of the the research that's out there you know you're you're way more likely to succeed you know than other means so we've got to keep guns out of the hands of depressed people um you know there's all kinds of uh ways that they also uh the issues intersect yes absolutely Well, Kim, I have really enjoyed this. Uh, I wanted to mention, I did see an interview with X Gonzalez, who is formerly Emma Gonzalez on Fallon, a great interview. I'll put a link on my show blog. Everything about this is on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And congratulations, it's just outstanding. Thank you so much for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. 